infinite hope, amen. How many are glad that we have infinite hope in the person of Jesus Christ? Isn't that wonderful? Holy Spirit, we welcome you to flood this room this morning. From the front row to the back row to the person that's watching at home in a hospital. Lord, maybe in front of a, a, a Wawa, Lord, they can still make it here in time if you're not Wawa though. But I pray that you'll draw people, Lord, and that you'll just move in this place and we'll be careful to give you all the praise. We'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, come on, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother, for the beautiful playing. We're good. Man, 30,000 meals. That's pretty amazing, huh? And uh, the Lord's doing so many um, uh, wonderful things, and uh, good to see you this morning. Uh, you got this great brochure uh, uh, from our uh, out as you come. We're coming in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hope you read that. Uh, get a cup of coffee, tea, whatever, and um, and read through that. We'll men mention that in a little bit. But so glad to be here this morning. And uh, you know, we're going to go to the Word here in just a second. You know, I, I don't remember a time this week hearing all kind of struggles and different things. And uh, God's great. God's powerful. God's good. Amen. And uh, God's so wonderful about so many things. So I just want to kind of open up with something just so wonderful, whatever, because you're a part of it. Uh, last time I was here in December, I literally ran out the door after the second service to the airport to go to Romania. And uh, it was the greatest Christmas my wife and I have ever, 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 ever had together. And I want to share just a couple of things about 3,000 pictures of Mulekinia. But the first one, uh, because of your giving and, uh, and also because of a church up near Boston area, we're able to take the kids in the orphanage. We spent the entire Christmas at the orphanage in Romania. And uh, many of them, I'll uh, just, just hold on to that one just for a second. And uh, many of them, and they're thankful they get hand-me-downs. There's trucks that come from Denmark and Germany. And, and you know, you, you take this, this, whatever. This is the first time those kids were ever inside of a shopping mall and able to pick out this. This is Daniel. And that little boy says one day he'll be the director of the orphanage. He's not even kidding. But Daniel's picking out his first new pair of sneakers. Uh, uh, next picture. And uh, we took a picture of them. Most of some of our kids, uh, some of the younger ones there, whatever. And uh, what a great time. Next one, just real quick. And, and uh, those are the older kids in the orphanage, whatever. And uh, they're buying clothes. And uh, they weren't buying like frivolous things about clothes and sweatshirts and, and hoodies, whatever. And uh, we had so much times of laughter and fun. Next picture. And um, uh, Robin helping out these amazing girls here, pick out their clothes, whatever. And uh, next one, just uh, just a couple. Uh, this this is Alicia. You would love her. If, if you knew, if I told your story, I can't because we're online. But you'd all be on the floor weeping. And this girl's got God's hand in her. And uh, said, kids, wherever you want to eat, where you want to go, almost in unison, they that all into hell food. They said we want to go to McDonald's. And uh, and so we're there at McDonald's, and that because of the photography, you can't tell. But that double cheeseburger was bigger than she was. And uh, is that the last picture? I can't remember. Is that the last one? But I want to say thank you because we were able to spend so much to bless them, to encourage them, and uh, to buy their own clothes, whatever. And I want to say thank you to Glad Tidings and, and the Women's Bible Study. And, and uh, there's a church up near Boston. This is amazing. I'm preaching up there. And I mentioned we're going to Romania, whatever. And the pastor got up at the end. So, you know, we, we just, uh, we, we love the kids Romania too. We never met them. But by the way, he said, here's a check for 5,000 bucks to bless those kids. So we were able to bless their socks off. And so thank you, GT, for all that you do to reach people around the world. Uh, what a series, man. What a series. Growing in the Word. Growing in prayer. I talked to a, a, a dear brother this week, and he said last Sunday's message has completely transformed his life in the area of prayer. He said, I struggle with prayer, and I, I, I love God, but I struggle. And, and the teaching, which was incredible, the pastor God gave us all, he said, my life is different now. And we're going to talk about the, the structure and the importance of prayer. This morning, it's on growing in the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm going to read some different scriptures, and uh, we're going to look at a lot of scriptures, as a matter of fact. But uh, the first one, uh, again, welcome to those online as well, and uh, we're grateful that you're tuned in. But So the first one we're going to read is Romans chapter 8, at verse 14, and here's what the Word says. As we get moving, I've entitled this the Spirit-Led Believer. How many want to be a Spirit-Led Believer in these last days? Okay, seven of us. I got my work to do. Okay, here we go. Rome, just kidding you. There were eight. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says this. 
For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Let me read it again. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Then John chapter 14 at verse 15, it says this. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, he'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And then John 16, verse number five, this is a chunk, but this, John 14, 15, 16, Jesus gives amazing teaching on the ministry and work of the Spirit. And in John 16, verse five, it says this, but now I'm going, to, I'm going away to the one who sent me. And that one of you was asking where I'm going. Instead, you agree because of what I've told you. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate, that word advocate, also translated helper, comforter, uh, the advocate will come to you. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Verse 12, there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And all that belongs to the Father is mine. And that's why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Some great quotes on the person and working of the Holy Spirit. One great leader wrote this, that of the tragic losses in modern Christianity, is the near elimination of the Holy Spirit working in the life of many believers. I, I want to read that again. He writes that one of the tragic losses in, in modern Christianity is the near elimination of the Holy Spirit from the life and activity of many believers. Someone else wrote this, a prominent leader, said of his denomination years ago, that if the Holy Spirit were to disappear from the church, he thought that 90% of the work would go on as if nothing happened. He was speaking of his own denomination. He said, if the Holy Spirit were to leave, if we just say, you know what, listen, I'm checking out whatever. He said that 90% of the work in the church will continue and wouldn't miss a beat. Uh, now, whether or not that's accurate, the reality is this. We mustn't allow anything progressive or whatever that removes us from the importance of depending on the person of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we see this in Scripture, but in fact, in John 14, 15, and 16, uh, it was some four times that Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the advocate or the comforter or helper. And that's big for every believer in this room. Uh, because uh, that word that speaks of advocate or helper or comforter, uh, the Greek word is parakletos, and that word is huge. It has two meanings. It first means that which walks alongside. Para means alongside. The second part of the word is kaleo, which means to call out or to cry out to. And so imagine this word, parakletos, or helper or comforter. Uh, another description of this is like a coach. The Holy Spirit wants to be your heavenly coach. And when the Lord talks about, look at, he says, ZT, listen, I'm going away, but it's for your good. Because what I do, I'm going to ask the Father. He's going to send you a heavenly coach. Going to send you an advisor. Going to send you a helper. Going to send you a comforter. Who's going to walk alongside you. But it's not just one that walks alongside us. This word was used to think of this. Uh, because in ancient Olympic games, it was used to identify those who accompanied a marathon runner by running alongside them, shouting out encouragement to them. So I want you to get a vision. The moment you accepted Christ as your Savior, 
My friend, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He comes to live inside of those that receive Christ, but you're not alone. Uh, my friend, you now have the paraclete. My friend, the coach, the, the comforter, the helper. And what does he do? Because not you, but for some people, it's, you know, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And for some people, it's God, you know, you're, you're wonderful and, and whatever. You're just so big and vast. And, and Jesus, we know you're all about love, but Holy Spirit, we're not sure about you. I want you to walk out with crystal clear clarity. That the Holy Spirit, the helper, is the one that lives inside of every believer. His mission and function and office, his job description, if you will, is to walk alongside you and shout out instructions and encouragement along the way. How many glad you're never alone when you know Christ? Can someone shout a big yes? But here's the challenge. We're given a picture again of a runner, and the Bible talks about how we're running a race. Run the race set before you. Paul says, I want you to run that you might win. So God wants you to be a winner, but we'll struggle to walk in victory if we neglect or ignore, my friend, the importance of growing and the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Here's the challenge, William. Talk about three quick things. I want to talk about the language of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I want to end quickly with the longing of the Spirit. Uh, you know, I mentioned going to Romania. And um, I, I don't speak Romanian, okay? Robin sings in Romanian. And uh, she learns the songs and so phonetically. And she sings and she's very good at picking up the lyrics. And, and, uh, and she can speak more Romanian than I can. But I pretty much max out as Buna Dimineasa. That, that means good morning. Or I can walk in church and go pace. What do you think that means? Peace. And, uh, and so pace. And, or I can walk in. I can say, Kumte Kamba. Uh, what is your name? Or, or uh, and I'm, 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 limited, I'm, I'm coming to the end of my vocabulary. Robin can go on for three years. But uh, listen, we, we don't know the language. Robin bought this thing. It was, I don't know, saw it online, whatever, uh, of this little device, whatever. If you have Wi-Fi, that you, it'll translate for you. And I confess, I even brought on some trips, Robin. It was a first trip back overseas in December. And uh, she brought this thing. And my friend, it, it was gold. It was gold. I, I'm talking with children. and I'm laughing. And I, I'm saying things to them I can never say. Like it was all the little kids. And I said, you don't know some things about me. I'm saying the translator. I said, you don't know some things about me. The translator says it in Romania. And I told them I grew up in the circus and I told them I was raised by a pack of wild wolves and, and they're laughing, whatever. And they're laughing, whatever. And so, but that little device, also they could speak in the device and say it in Romanian, it translated to me back in English. And so what we struggle with in the spirit realm is if we're going to be led by the Spirit, we must have a fundamental understanding on the language of the Holy Spirit. Now, now listen, you've accepted, if you're, not, if you're not yet saved, get saved right now. Accept Jesus right now. Repent of your sins. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord, he'll save you. And so if you're not, you know, I'm not talking, you know what I'm saying, Catholic, Protestant, gluten-free. If you have never accepted Jesus as Savior, Right where you are, repent from your sins and let the power of the blood of Jesus Christ wash you and set you free. How many believe God can save somebody right now? Somebody shout yes, come on. But once we know Jesus, you are now the temple of the person of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper, your heavenly coach. He's not only his indwelling presence, but his abiding presence. As you run through this life, he's running right by your side. You're never, ever alone. But in order to benefit, in order to know what he's yelling out to us, we must know the language of the Spirit. And listen, there's many ways the Spirit of God speaks to us. I'm going to go through these quickly. I won't do even one of them justice. But I want to give you a big picture of how God speaks to people by the Spirit. This is essential for to grow in the Spirit. The first way He speaks to us is through that inner witness. And that's, of course, Romans 8.16. 
For our spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Romans 9, 1 says, with Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. You ever heard that phrase? You know what? I just feel it in my gut. Something in my gut tells me. And listen, the person that doesn't walk with Christ, you better be careful what your gut tells you. But when Jesus is your Savior and you're walking with Christ, you're growing in the Word and growing in prayer. These all work together, church. It's not I'll take two, but I'll pass on the third. It's all together to grow to be a mature believer. What happens is God's going to put stuff in your gut. I've I, I told you many times over the years that I got saved at 17 uh, on a Sunday night. The next morning, I'm at a public high school, and I was swearing and cussing. And that, I, other days, I'd swear no biggie. But that first morning, I felt something inside say, right, that's not you anymore. That's the old you. And I'm thinking to myself, where is he? What, 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 what's... Because I thought you accept Christ and he hangs out at the church and he vacuums, picks up gun wrappers. And, and then every Sunday, you come back and the Lord's like waiting for you, whatever. Listen, the moment you come to Christ, you are the home for the Holy Spirit. And that next day, I began to realize what it means for the Spirit to bear witness with our spirit that we are children of the Most High God. So often the Spirit of God will speak to us and our inner spirit, that inner person, as it were, just that witness. And, and the phrase is, you know what? You, you, you know that you know that you know. I never heard God speak audibly and say, Greg, I want you to marry Robin Joyce Blake. I never heard God speak audibly to me, but I felt something in my gut. I'm sitting in chapel, row 13, L seat. This girl walks out to sing a medley on the old rugged cross. I felt the inner witness of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. You ever just feel that? And just, I'm thinking, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And, and uh, can I just say something? As a believer, do not ignore the power of the inner witness. Now, the person that, listen, this does not have separate from prayer in the word. But we're in prayer in the word. It sensitizes our spirit that will hear the inner witness. Another way God speaks to us, of course, is the power of the word of God. Uh, Psalm 19 verse seven says this, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence of the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The law of the Lord is true. Uh, 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 the laws of the Lord are true, and each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They're sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are warning to, a warning to your servant, a great reward to those who obey him. And Psalm 119, verse 33 says this, Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will obey your instructions. I'll put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that's where my happiness is found. What a verse that is. Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than a love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Reassure me of your promise made to those who fear you. Help me abandon my shameful ways, for your regulations are good. I long to obey your commandments. Renew my life with your goodness. There's somebody breathing in the room today or online and God's saying to you, yes, God's saying, but through the spirit, I'll speak to you through inner witness. I'll drop things in your gut that you're going to know that you know that you know. But it also speaks to us by simply the discipline of reading our Bibles. Who is it in the room this morning God's saying to you, I want you back to falling in love with Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John. I know sometimes in, in, in charismatic circles and whatever, we can not like words like systematic. There's nothing wrong with systematic reading of the scriptures. Having those guardrails and parameters and, and structure, I know for myself that helps me. I don't be like that one that once a week just opens the Bible and says, guide my finger, Lord Jesus. Because you might not like the verse you come across, but say, God, give me a hunger to hear your word. But I want to challenge you this. I, I, I no longer just, I'm not saying don't ever just pick up your Bible and begin to read. I'm not saying that. But before you read, whisper a prayer, even a quick prayer and say, Holy Spirit, 
Would you touch my mind right now? Touch my spirit right now and help me to hear what you're about to teach me through the reading of the word. Inner witness, but don't ever underestimate the potency of the power of God's word. Can I get a big amen? Another way he leads, this is the language of the Holy Spirit. He speaks the word to us, but also there are promptings. I love this. Romans 8, 14, we read it earlier. All of our led by the Spirit of God are children of God. When we're prompted, when there's that nudge. Matthew 4, 1 says that Jesus was led by the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. So Jesus also was led or prompted by the Spirit to go into that battle in that wilderness. Psalm 37, 4, I'll read that in a second. Those promptings. Boys, it could be the middle of a busy day at the office. It, it, it could be whatever at home. When you just feel a, a nudge. How many ever felt the nudge of the Holy Ghost? Come on. Where God puts something on you. I'm not looking to embarrass your baby, but, but Robin often gets nudges to do things. And often it's very practical things. It, it might be something so basic to, to bless somebody or a neighbor. Listen, do not ignore the promptings of the Spirit. If we believe that he lives in us, and listen, he's not paying us rent. You are, he owns the house. Can I get a big amen? The Holy Spirit owns the house. The danger for some people, not you, but I'm sure, but some Holy Spirit, you come in, but I'm calling up the shots. That's not growing in the spirit. That's all flesh. But the person who's in the word, who's in prayer consistently, my friend, through, through quick, through the uh, inner witness, through God's word, he's going to then begin to prompt you in whatever he says to you. You do it. The promptings of the spirit can take an ordinary day and make them a supernatural day. And someone might say, well, Greg, well, how do you get to a place that you can even experience those promptings? Here's the key. It's a verse often misunderstood. It's Psalm 37, 4. Take delight in the Lord. It'll give you your heart's desires. So many folks read that verse. If I delight in the Lord, he's going to give me everything I want. Not what it says. But if you delight in the Lord, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. Listen careful. There's no such thing as revelation without adoration. In other words, when you and I delight in the Lord, what does that mean? It means you love his word. It means you love his presence. It means you love God's people. It means, I'm gonna say, it means you love being in God's house. When we truly delight, delight in the Lord. I mean, enjoying his presence and loving his word and loving the move of God. It's in the delighting in the Lord. He will plant those very desires in our hearts. Who is it in this room and God's saying to you, you're going to grow deeper this week. And, and listen, and God takes us gradual. Remember the, the, the vision in Ezekiel, the river, what, which is a type of the Holy Spirit? And the, the Lord took uh, the prophet out and the water was ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, whatever. And then it was so deep, the water was overset. Listen, God always begins in the shallow end of the pool. So don't be discouraged in your walk with God. Greg, Greg, listen, I, I, I don't in a witness, Greg, listen, let God lead you. Don't beat yourself up. Don't walk out to fear, but don't hang out for your entire life in the kiddie pool. Let God grow you and mature us so we can know the, the, the inner witness and we can hear from God's word. And then as we, we delight in the Lord, he begins to prompt us. He nudges us. And, uh, and that comes as the fruit of a person who delights in the Lord, who loves Jesus. I mean, they love Jesus. They're not on their schedule, but he's their everything, church. Another way he speaks to us, inner witness, the word, promptings. Another way is through stop signs. How many have ever rolled through a stop sign before? You know, on Wellington Boulevard, near where we live, Robin says to me, I hear it usually at least once a month, honey, thank you for stopping in the middle of the intersection. I just, because that road's different, the stop signs are on the main road and people are up, the, you know what I'm talking about, somebody, and so sometimes I, I, I'm not even thinking, I just, I, I roll through whatever, and uh, listen, it isn't a good idea to roll through a stop sign, can I get a big amen? 
If you don't think that's an issue, you've got more issues than that. When you follow Christ, he'll give you inner witness. He'll speak the word promptings. But don't be surprised if God gives you stop signs. Uh, we often, in spiritual terms, talk about, I feel a check in my spirit. Have you ever heard that term before? I just feel a check. I feel a check in my spirit. It, it says in Acts 16, verse 6, uh, next Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word of God in the province of Asia. It says the Spirit had prevented them from speaking the gospel to the province of Asia. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, then they headed north to the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Listen, Jesus loves you so much that sometimes God's going to say a big stop sign, put one right in front of your heart. And the danger for us as believers is if we're not sensitive to the moving of the Spirit within us, we ignore those stop signs. How many, we can get so many people in our more messes and more problems because they were, they just refused to acknowledge the presence of spiritual stop signs. And, and maybe in such, I remember one that we're not to be super spiritual because we're not, but we're driving to a convention in Canada to speak, whatever. It was late at night, stopped, we we're going to try to get a room, whatever. And we, we went to go toward the exit. And both Rob and I said, I just feel like a check right now. Remember that, baby? I feel a check right now. I just, I just feel like, like a check right now. So listen, if you're following Christ, be sensitive when God checks your spirit. And, and that maybe it isn't the pizza you had or, or whatever. And then just go to scripture. But it's always wise to listen to what God's saying to you in a given situation. And so sometimes God speaks to us by giving us stop signs. Some people in, in, in charismatic circles, man, they, that man, we just shoot from the hip, whatever. God, whatever I do, whatever. Listen to what God says. The Spirit sometimes says no. Danger. And there are testimonies of those, even practically, that were boarding airplanes before the check and later, or whatever, crash, whatever. We have these amazing stories of, oh, God directs people. Let's say, Lord, this week, I will, if there's any area I'm, I'm moving in, if it's not right, would you check my spirit this week, Lord? That, my friend, is evidence of maturing and growing in the spirit. Another part of the language of the Holy Spirit is that of quickenings. But what does that mean? This is when the Holy Spirit will jump something at you. You ever been reading your Bible and something just jumps off the pages at you? Now, now you, you, you'll never know that if you don't ever open your Bible. But you ever just been reading your Bible and something just, just jumps out at you? It, 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 it quickens it to your it, it's just it, It's quick. It's a quickening. I, I, I remember it's it at the service before Thanksgiving, the, uh, um, around the table, and uh, we haven't been here maybe to one or two in 22 because we're usually away. I'm sitting over back over in this area, and Pastor Scott was up here, and, and Pastor Scott, you kept on talking about this table, this the table, and God quickened that to me, man. He quickened that word to me. That it's as real this moment as it was the night he spoke about, about this table, salvation, this table, the healing, this table, that yes, it's our, our table, but, but this table, the table of the Lord is different. And so it's those moments, and, and maybe a Bible verse, or maybe you hear a song, and, and maybe someone just says a word to you, and, and it's, you didn't see it coming, but God just, blind, he just quickened into your spirit, church. Help me to me before church today. Just walking around saying hi to a few people, greeting some people. And I don't know why the subject went to donuts, but the Spirit of God led to donuts. Somebody say thank God for donuts once in a while. Come on. In moderation, eat your kale, but I'm going to enjoy my donuts once in a while. And dear friend said, and also, don't forget the foss knots. I never heard of a foss knot. I never, what's, what's a foss knot? Well, I don't know what a fa foss knot, fa you got to say that, fa false, fa foss knot. I, I, I've heard a snot, but I haven't a foss knot. I'm not trying to be rude or, or whatever, but I just, and I, so what, what's a foss knot? And they shared it, and they shared it to me. I felt God's peace come all over me. I just felt the anointing, and I knew I was there like yesterday for such a time as this. Being silly, but I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing silly in those moments as a believer 
when you're driving your car and your heart's overwhelmed and you just feel like, how am I going to make it? And God quickens something to your spirit. How does it happen? Why does it happen? Because the paraclete is running alongside you. He's running alongside of us 24-7. When you feel him, he's there. When you don't feel him, he's there. And he's shouting out things. He's our coach. But we'll never benefit what the coach says if we don't know the coach's language. The word of God, inner witness, stop signs, quickenings. I'm not going to touch much on these, but then, of course, there's, there's, there's visions and there's dreams and there's prophecy. Joel talked about that, how your old men will dream dreams, young men will see visions, and uh, your daughters and sons are going to prophesy. And uh, then in Acts 28, this is critical. For all the things I just described, how God speaks, inner witness, promptings, quickenings, the word of God, just how God talks to us, and he drops those things, those ideas, those things, and he speaks to us, and we delight in the Lord. And God puts things, listen, uh, for 14 months ago, solar powered water wells wasn't even in my vocabulary. But now it's a big part of me because God quickened that to me in Zimbabwe is being blessed by solar powered water uh, where there is no water. So don't, listen, when you delight in Jesus and you seek him first, get ready, fasten your seatbelt because God, by the spirit, wants to talk to you. But the problem is this, it says in Acts 28, 26, go and say to this people, when you hear what I say, you'll not understand. What you see, what I do, you'll not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, their ears cannot hear, they close their eyes, they cannot see, their ears cannot hear, hearts cannot understand, they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to Gentiles and they will accept it. In Mark 4, 9 it says, then he said, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Let me, let me put it like this. The Holy Spirit has a language. He speaks to his children. He speaks to his own. You have the right to expect for God to speak to you. It, and don't look for the, you know, sometimes, well, the, the, the earthquake, or the prophet, whatever. Sometimes it's in the whisper. It's in the whisper. And what do you do when somebody's whispering? You ever been on someone who's a soft talker? I've never, ever been accused of being a soft talker. Some wish I would be a soft talker, and I get all that, but, but let's, let's go on for there. But when someone listens, they're just kind of, just kind of they're, they're this person, they're talking, and you kind, of, you kind of move a little bit. You kind of, you kind of maybe God says, what's it come to my heart? I want you to hear my whisper. I don't want to be the place for God, for, for me to bless a neighbor. I, God has to speak uh, audibly to me. I, I, we, we don't want to be in a place that it's always got to be a fleece, God. Lord, if, if I go to church today, just let this side of the towel be dry. But otherwise, let's listen. Let's grow. Let's not be goofy and weird and, and, and childish and, and always be in the kiddie pool. But let's be people that grow in the spirit. And a big part of that is recognizing how the Holy Spirit talks to people. Inner witness. I just feel something in my gut. I just feel this, this inner, the, the, the quickening, something jumps. This morning, my Bible reading this morning, it was just, just this morning I'm reading the scriptures in, in Genesis 41, 31, it, when the famine was coming, Joseph was speaking to Pharaoh, and Joseph says, this famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. And in that moment, God quickened that to my spirit, that there be people in this service this morning who are going through such deep waters that hell has issued an assignment with your circumstances. And the devil says, I want to wipe out your memory of all the good years. And I prophesy in the name of Jesus of Nazareth that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That yes, there may be some deep waters, but you'll never walk alone as a child. He says, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So Satan, the Lord rebuke you this morning. He will not erase the memory of all the good things God has done. Isn't it amazing? Just, is it that time already, Nehemiah? My word. He started playing with all the quickening of the Spirit. I got 1001, dude, but that's okay. You're helping me out. You're helping me out. Listen, you still with me? You still with me? Say, God, I want to learn your language more. Like Robin has, is far better even understanding Romanian in, 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 in Romania. It's effort. There's an effort that she puts forth. 
We went to one village and, and they, they sang in Romania and she got up to sing. It was a gypsy church, a small village. And, and normally, you know, people go there from her and sing in English and that's good, I'm not whatever. But when she got up and she began singing in Romanian, people were sobbing. People were so broken. I just, I, I mean, it was, there, there's something about the power when somebody understands your language or shows forth effort to understand your language. You want to bless and please the Holy Spirit? Say, Lord, this week, I want to grow deeper. I want to know your voice. Speak to me. Talk to me. Promptings, quickenings, the word. God, just in a witness. God, just, just speak to me. Speak to me. Why? Because he's called along. The one that dwells within us is the one that walks alongside us. He's calling out us, para, alongside, kaleo. He calls out. We must not just be thankful, he's beside us. Sometimes we're so excited, he's just with us. We forgot he's saying something to us. So may para bless us, but may kaleo challenge us to say, God, I want to know what you're saying. I want to know what you're saying. The Spirit of God has a language. Speak to GT individually and corporately like we've never, ever known before. Can I get a big amen? Say, Greg, preach, sweat, spit. But Greg, how, how do I... See, when you and I begin to put forth effort in being sensitive, and this happens again through prayer and the Word. This all works together. This isn't like selective. Well, you know what? I'm doing okay in my Bible, but you know what? The other, no, prayer, the word, the spirit, the spirit. So when we know the language of the Holy Spirit or we're growing in, then we begin to experience the leading of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14 again says, for all the love of the spirit of God are children of God. So just imagine this. The importance that, that not all information is divine revelation. Not every church, I'm not painting with a white paintbrush, but a great portion of the modern church now focuses on information. God is the God of divine revelation. He speaks, he talks, he guides, he leads us. We're not going to be able to be led by the Spirit. We don't understand the Spirit. And so, and the whole idea again, that not every good idea is a God idea. Are you with me on that? Not every good idea is God. It can be a good idea, but not for you. I wish I learned 37 years ago to run my, our schedule in front of my wife first. I, why are you laughing at that? Because you, you know, you know, don't you? But now we do that, honey, can you just, just let's walk. honey, I just feel a check. I just feel like maybe whatever. And, and the peace and the direction that comes. How many want to be led by the Holy Spirit? Listen, that word that speaks in Romans 8, 14 about being led of the Spirit, it's the Greek word, it means two meanings. The first meaning is a go, which means to be like, a, like an animal being led by a rope to be led. So you ever remember, remember the follow the leader game? You ever played that as a kid? Follow the leader, there's a leader, this towel's my leader, and so, okay, I'll go wherever you go, and whatever, okay, okay, I'm doing whatever, whatever, and, and uh, so you, 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 whatever, you get the idea, you, you get the idea? Because I'm having way too much fun illustrating this. To be led by the Spirit is to follow the leader. To be led by, and not, he doesn't use a long road because he indwells. He's alongside of us. He's right alongside of us. The vision, visual of being led and growing in the Spirit is letting the Holy Spirit guide you. Just come on. Yeah, there's going to be a dark season. There's going to be some grief now. But I'm with you. I'll bring you through this. You no, know, I, I know it's dark. I know we're in a valley. I know you can't see very well, but you're not alone. His word will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your pathway. Just come on. Just I, look, I know, I, I know this change. I know it changed. I know, but but trust me, trust me. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but but you trust and then follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Come on. He will never lead you in contradiction to the word of God. Never even once. Grass wither, flower fades, but the word remains forever and ever and ever. But this encourages me. 
That word to be led doesn't only speak of fall of a leader or like leading an animal with a robe. It speaks of intense conflict. The word is agonized. Get the word agonized, which tells me that, that, that our flesh does not like the leading of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, bless you, sometimes what happens is, is that with this hand, Holy Spirit, where we're leading, we, we want this like a fight that goes on, whatever. Do you know how many folks that have been in church for numbers of years, but refuse to allow the Spirit of God to lead them? They'll hear messages like this, and I'm talking to good people, and go, Hubbard, look at preach, sweat, spirit. Listen, I'm coming to church, I read my Bible, but I'll, say, I'll call the shots. That, that's on you! Be led. For we are not our own. We've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. He's not, he's, we're not a renter unit. He comes to make his dwelling place in us. And so there mustn't be the fight, but how about we just shield and say, okay, Holy Spirit, you guide me, you guide me, you guide me. But then there's that conflict sometimes. So maybe you're in the room and say, Greg, I just feel this, this inner conflict and, and the flesh doesn't like this. The church in Galatia, my gosh, Paul wrote to them and said, he said, what happened to you? You began in the spirit, but now you've gone back to the flesh. Is that somebody in this room? You began in the spirit, but you've gone back to flesh. But, but Greg, this is only for some people. This is only for real, real like hyper people. That's, 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 that's stupid. This is for everybody, church. This isn't for just a few people. This is for everybody, church. But be encouraged that, yeah, there's a struggle. Yeah, yeah, there's a struggle. Sometimes we, the, the flesh wears its head, but, but the idea is to be led by the Spirit. And so the idea now is, well, Greg, if he wants to leave me and, and my flesh struggles, what, what do I do to get to a place that I want to be led and I want to hear God's voice? I'm glad you asked. I'm almost done. Keep, you're playing beautifully. I'm almost done. Here we go. It's 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these words. Be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the love of God, or rather the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All of God's people here send their, you their greetings. And here it is. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Listen careful. In that last verse that Paul wrote, are we still listening? We're still together, amen? Online, type in something, whatever. Put down your hot chocolate. Come on, tune in. Listen, Paul talks about three things. The love of God talks about the love of God. Uh, it, it talks about uh, uh, the grace of the Lord Jesus, rather, and the love of God and, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. What happens for many of us is we, we receive salvation through grace, and for the first time, we experience the power of God's love. Remember those first days as a believer? How many remember those first days? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, I could, I, I'd have revival over a bowl of cereals. I mean, praying and just the presence of God, whatever. The danger is to grow in grace and love, but not in the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When a person refuses to grow in the Spirit, here's what happens. They, 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 they go back and they get to place and go, I, I don't feel those first emotions. I, don't, I feel kind of dry. So I'm going to go back and God's grace and God's love. And, and that, oh, oh, yes, Lord, the feeling, yeah. If I can just feel what I felt, whatever. And uh, what happens? It's a vicious cycle. But when you walk with grace, begin to walk in God's love, don't neglect the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's called koinonia. That sounds like a rare ear disease, I know. Greg, how you doing? How you doing? Not good. I got koinonia. This, my ear is killing me. It's just unbelievable. It speaks of intimacy. Are, are you still with me? Listen, Greg, I want to go deeper. I want, I want to know the language of the Spirit. I want God to be able to prompt me, quicken me, guide me, lead me. I want to hear the Holy Ghost every day of my life. I want God to speak to me. How, through the fellowship of the Spirit, how does it happen? By walking with Him. By loving Him. By honoring Him. It says in Matthew 6, verse 5, and this is such basic teaching. It doesn't say if you pray or when others pray, or when you read about prayer, or when you sing about, it says, when you pray. I wanna ask you, when do you pray? When do I pray? 
And I get the person that comes out with, oh, Greg, you know, we're to pray without ceasing. I get that, yes. Let your prayer be like a, even thought the day, like you're breathing, those one sentence prayers. But then there are those moments, come on, I'm with my, I can be in the same room with my wife, but not be with my wife. Are you with me on that? I can be having dinner with Robin. Not that I've ever done this, but I can, and just, and my mind is off somewhere else. I'm only kidding you, honey, because sometimes we're talking and she'll say, honey, are you here right now? Whatever. And, just, and she says, with all the love you can possibly imagine, my, my mother-in-law is a wonderful woman, by the way. She's watching. But you ever like been in the room with somebody, but not with them? And so what happens is this. It says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray public and street corners and synagogues where everyone can see them. Yeah, tell the truth, the reward will, that's the only reward they're ever going to get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind and pray to your father who's in private. And your father sees everything rewards you. When you pray, don't babble on as Gentiles do. They think their, their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them for your heavenly father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. There's times I'm in the same room with Robin, then there's times I'm looking right smack in her eyes. We're out for like a luxurious meal at Wendy's, just looking at each other. We must have those special times in the presence of God. Can I get a big amen? It's through prayer in the word we develop the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In your marriage, if there's not intimacy in your marriage, you've got problems. And intimacy is the fruit of being intentional. It's, it's effort, it's being intentional. So this isn't about like, we're walking out this earth. Let's walk out saying, what I wanna know your language. I wanna be led by the Spirit. Would you help me to nurture the fellowship of the Spirit in my life? Can I get a big amen? This is kind of teachy, I know it. I'm a horrible teacher, but I'm doing my best. But I'm gonna end with this. The language of the Spirit the leading of the Spirit. The fruit of this is He leads us. He guides us. Look, Greg, I'm afraid when I make him, He guides you into all truth. The devil's the one that will put you on the wrong train tracks, but the Spirit will guide you into all truth because He's the Spirit of truth. And the Lord knew we'd struggle. Well, Lord, I'm just, there's a why, I don't know which one. And, and the Lord knew we'd struggle with all these things. You follow the direction of the Spirit because He is the Spirit of truth. Every single time, He guides you into all truth. Can I get a big amen? And then this, you say, Greg, okay, so I want to I learn to hear His voice. I want to be, I want to take time in my prayer. This week, take, this for some people, this would be, take three minutes each day this week and do nothing but listen to God. God, just speak to me. Just talk to me. God, just speak to me. What is that, 30 seconds? Three minutes. And you watch how that's going to grow. And throughout the day, you're going to find an increased sensitivity and dependency not undoing what we've done because we've always done them. It's called a rut. It's called religion. But spirit-led believers listen and hear God's voice and they obey the leadings of the Holy Spirit. But I end with this and it's good news. But Greg, I mean, I, I failed so often. The longing of the Spirit. I'm done with it. James 4, you, the people James talked to were living in sin. And he says, you adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship of the world means enmity with God? So for anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world, uh, a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think that scripture says without reason that he jealously longed for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? I got to end with this. What that means is this. The Holy Spirit that lives within you, he desires you. He longs for you. When we begin to show a greater love for the world than for the things of God, the spirit of God longs for us. He's longing for people in this room. He's longing for people in this room. He loves you today, church. He cares about you. We're living in very, very difficult days. Can I get a big amen? It seems like there's a fierce, fierce onslaught of bad news and bad reports, but I've got great news. The spirit of the living God is moving in these last days. And he's moving through churches and people who are willing to be led 
by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can keep playing, brother. Let's stand all over this room. Come on. I got to end right here. Let's stand all over this room. He's here. He's here. He's here. Different altar call today. If you need prayer for healing, salvation, if you've never accepted Christ, receive him right now as your Savior. Let us know. Repent of your sins. Jesus will save you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. Online, call on the Lord. He'll save you. I Let us know. And, and GT will help you in your walk with Christ. But this morning, this altar call, if you need prayer for whatever, we'll pray around the altar for sure. But the real altar call for this message is the moment we walk out the doors of this church and say, Holy Spirit, guide me today. Feed me today. Nudge me today. Nudge me today. Quicken something to me today. Quicken something to me. I double dog dare you right now in the name of Jesus to lift up both hands all over this church family right now and say, Holy Spirit, I yield, I surrender. I want to know your voice. Come on, lift up your own voice and tell them that right now. Holy Spirit, have your way right now. Open up my heart. I want to grow in the Spirit. I want to be led by the Spirit. I, I, I want to know the power of the Holy Ghost. Read that brochure. I want the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Fill me with your Spirit, Lord. God made GT know an avalanche of Spirit-led leadership. Guide us, direct us, Lord. Front us, quicken us, speak to us, and give me ears to hear. Give me a heart that will obey. I come against discouragement. I come against fear. I come against religion. I come against instinct. I pray, lead us by your spirit, Lord. And Lord, for this house, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come and give us the greatest revival we've ever known. Holy Ghost, come in power in these days and weeks and months. Holy Ghost, continue to flow like a river. Bring us from ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep. But bring us all where the water is deep enough to swim in. So God, right now, bless your children. May this day and this week be a week that we are truly growing in the Spirit being led in the spirit and we'll thank you for it now in Jesus name and everyone yelled out together come on amen give God a big old hand clap come on you're so good Lord you're so good hey you know what I'm gonna ask Pastor Dan to go into this song the moment it begins singing let's let the Holy Spirit dismiss That's different than everybody. And I'm not saying this should never be dismissal. If you feel dismissed and challenged, you've received, then I pray you, I'm not looking to play a game or trick anybody. But if you, once they begin singing, you, I, when you walk out, I pray you can giggle on the way to your car knowing there's somebody who walks alongside you this week. Can I get a big amen? You're not alone. He's walking, he's calling out to you. So we'll sing the worship. The moment they begin singing, you, you consider yourself dismissed unless you need prayer. Otherwise, bless somebody and love somebody and let's live a spiritual life this week. Amen. Let's sing it then. God bless you guys this morning. My heart and my soul is singing. In my heart and my soul, Lord, I give you control.